In the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we gather this Ash Wednesday, I want to invite you along with me as we reflect on the lessons which we have read just a moment ago, as we reflect on the invitation uh, that Ash Wednesday in the season of Lent extends to you and to me. I want to reflect on a couple of things, on uh, just sort of misunderstandings and obs obstacles and security. Uh, which is made available um, to you and to me. One of the things that always seems sort of confusing about um, Ash Wednesday, of course, is that we read that gospel lesson which speaks of not disfiguring our faces and not displaying our piety uh, before men. Uh, and then, of course, we invite you to come forward um, and practice your piety um, openly as we place... Um, I don't know that I'll resolve that for you this morning, but I want to talk a little bit about, again, the misunderstandings, the removal of obstacles, and the wonderful peace and security which is made known and available to you and to me. Uh, when Paul and I were married, one of the things that fell to me was putting together the wedding bulletin. And uh, Friday before the wedding seemed like a good time to begin that. Um, and it was Friday, we were being married um, the next day, and I went over to my um, parents' parish, which was St. Martin in the Fields, and was preparing the bulletin. We were going to be married at Paula's Church at St. Luke's. And as you might imagine, at St. Martin's, um, they didn't have any, this was back in the days of clip art, um, they didn't have any clip art for St. Luke's, you know, a nice pencil sketch or something along those lines to put on the front of our wedding bulletin. A safer bet would have been to place a cross on the front of it, but I was getting ready to go to seminary, and so I was doing funny things at that particular time, and I thought, you know, we're going to be married at St. Luke's. I've got the perfect thing to go on the front of it, and I put the symbol um, for St. Luke. And if you look at our beautiful pulpit here, Jesus is in the middle, and then we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, and John, and uh, the symbol for Luke um, is a winged ox. Um, which looks uh, a lot like a flying cow. Um, and it's, it's wonderfully rich in its theological symbolism, and so I placed that um, on the front of our wedding bulletin, and, and that rich theological significance was lost um, on my, my bride and my aunts, my grandmother, and, and probably 99.9% um, .9 of the people that gathered there for our wedding. But thankfully... Um, you know, uh, there was so much momentum going at that point um, that, uh, that that issue was overcome, that we might go forward uh, in the wedding, and that, you know, misunderstanding was, was cleared away. The, the force of love was such, uh, and the momentum was such that we were able to overcome um, that particular misunderstanding and overcome uh, that particular obstacle. And I, I share all that with you because we read a moment ago from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. And Paul's relationship with the Corinthians might be described as complicated. Um, Paul had a complicated relationship with the Corinthians. And in the portion which we read from just a moment ago, one of the things that Paul um, is doing is uh, justifying and validating his apostolic ministry to the people in Corinth because they repeatedly um, questioned Paul's ministry. They uh, repeatedly questioned his message. And particularly one of the things that we see Paul addressing here, one of the reasons that they questioned the validity of his apostolic ministry was all of the suffering and trials which Paul endured. And in essence, what they said is, 
You've been through so many difficult times. Could you really be um, God's messenger? Could you really be the one if you've, in fact, suffered all these different things um, over the years? And what we see also is Paul is really not so much concerned about their questioning him and perhaps rejecting him as he's most concerned about their questioning and rejecting the message of the gospel. And we see that the message of the gospel is such, the power and the good news is such, that, that Paul um, perseveres in his relationship with the Corinthians, that he might clear away the misunderstandings, that he might clear away the obstacles, that they might come to know the amazing message of the gospel. And in knowing the, the amazing message of the gospel, though, uh, experiencing all the trials and tribulations which this life brings, that they might ultimately, as he says, have everything. Because the reality for us is this, is that in hearing and receiving on the message of the gospel, which is ultimately hearing and receiving Jesus, uh, though all things may come our way, uh, at the end of the day uh, and in the final tally, we have everything. Everything necessary for our life and everything necessary for our salvation. And he speaks to the amazing message of the gospel. And we, and during Lent, often we think about uh, taking on something uh, during Lent or perhaps uh, dropping something uh, or removing something during Lent. And what I, what I hope that you'll hear this morning is the amazing message of the gospel which Paul shares with the church in Corinth. The amazing message of the gospel which is shared with you and with me. You know, Lord knows um, there's plenty of things that you and I need to stop. Um, and there's plenty of good things um, that would be wonderful for us to add. Uh, but all those uh, compare nothing to the most essential message of the gospel, the most essential message that we hear this day and always. And, and that's this. What really matters um, is what Jesus took on. And what really matters is what Jesus um, removed. Because what Paul shares with us is this, is that God came forth into the world in Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin um, for you and for me, that we might become the righteousness of God. That amazing statement which Paul makes, what Paul is saying is this, is that God in his great love um, for you and for me um, desires to come forth into the world that we might be one by him. That the barrier, that the... Uh, sort of barrier which existed because of our sin and our rebellion, that that might be removed once and for all. Um, we, we repent, not in order that we might be forgiven, we repent in thanksgiving because we have been forgiven and restored in Jesus. The message which Paul makes known to us is this, is that God came into the world in Jesus to pursue us. And God became sin in Jesus who knew no sin. And upon the cross, uh, he absorbs, he takes on all of the sins of the world, uh, the sins, uh, all of yours and my sins, he takes all of those on that God might rightly and finally and fully um, dismiss and take away that which separated us uh, from him and God's righteousness and his justice. Uh, the payment for sin, uh, yes, is paid, but it's taken on by Jesus on our behalf that he might extend to you and to me forgiveness, that you and I might receive the righteousness of God. The amazing message uh, is this, as Paul says, he became sin who knew no sin, that you and I might become uh, the righteousness of God. So I pray that despite all of the various messages, despite uh, the confusion, and I'm sure unwittingly I've 
attributed to that at times. Uh, but the, here is the message um, of the gospel. Uh, is that God has come forth into the world in Jesus. That he right remove uh, the sins of the world by taking them on himself upon the cross. Uh, and by going to the tomb and by being raised again um, on the third day. Extends to you and to me um, the righteousness of God. Uh, that we might have everything necessary for us in this life. Uh, and everything necessary for the life to come. Uh, and as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you have uh, first sought us. Draw our hearts and our minds to you this day, this season, always. Uh, that in being drawn to you, we might see the truth. That in the gift of Jesus, your Son, you have taken upon yourself the sins of the world. That they might be removed from us. And through um, faith, through what he accomplished, you bestow upon us your righteousness. That we might experience the fullness of right relationship with you. Fill our hearts and our minds with this amazing message of good news. Uh, that it might uh, transform us now uh, and guide us in this life and in the life to come, we pray. In thanksgiving, in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen.